HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Heritage Radio Network on tour. We are live at the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. We are not in Bushwick, Brooklyn right now because it is way too sunny, way too warm to be Bushwick. We're so excited to be here at the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. Um, We want to thank our sponsors, Big Green Eggs, Springer Mountain Farms, the Julia Child Foundation, and Wisconsin Cheese for making our trip to Charleston possible so we could talk to all these incredible people today. My name is Kat Johnson. Uh, I work with HRN, and right now I am joined by Phil Mosley and Ronnie Evans. They are the co-owners of Blue Oak Barbecue in New hello, Orleans. Hello, hello, Welcome, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful day. Glad to be here. It's amazing. I'm, I'm very glad to have this, like, 60, 70-degree weather. We get to be outside all day in the Culinary Village. So let me start out and ask you guys, what events are you doing at the festival this weekend? Well, we did, we're doing Toasted, Low and Slow, and the one tomorrow is called, no, that is, that, tomorrow's Toasted, and we did Grill and Grates on Friday. Yeah, we got to cook on uh, this awesome kind of robotic-ish grill, it's like Admin Grills, like this Danish guy, um, and it's a really cool grill, I think you can find them in like most, or all Husk restaurants, and we did some uh, Louisiana Tri-Tip from uh, Rain's Farms, which produces Wagyu beef. Uh, we did that with some pickled mushrooms, some chili jam, and some puff rice. It was kind of like a like a beef taco. Yum. Um, so we did that yesterday. Today we did a pork shoulder two ways, which was uh, kind of competition style. We did some like pulled pork, like kind of sweeter side, because that's what they're looking for in a competition world. And we did some money muscle, uh, which is kind of like the sweet spot of the pork butt. Uh, we kind of cook it a little lighter and then slice it. So it's clear... What you guys do is barbecue. Yes, so ma'am. tell me about Blue Oak and, you know, how you started the restaurant and, and about the new, new-ish location that you have now. Well, uh, so we've been around for about five years. Um, coming up on six. Coming up on six. We started in a late-night bar in New Orleans, um, one that is very busy between the hours of midnight and, like, six in the morning. That's where we got our start. Kind of not knowing what in the world we were doing, trying to figure it out. It was our first first venture on our own. Um, Stuck that out for about a year, and then moved into a music venue for another two years. Kind of built up some clientele and figured out a little bit of what we wanted to do, and honed in on some of our recipes and trying out different things. And uh, after 
after a couple years there, we finally found our own brick and mortar in Mid-City, New Orleans. Um, and we've been there for coming up on two years in April. And it's been a real roller coaster. Yeah, lots of Lots of ups, mostly ups, I'd <laughs> say. Yeah, we had a... We had a pretty shaky beginning. Uh, you know, when we were at our the other bar, located, it was like a music venue, and it was pretty small and intimate setting. Um, and on a busy day, we'd feed like 30 or 40 people. And when we opened, we got hit right in the face, and we started, like, I think we were feeding like five or 600 people, and we, wow. like, didn't know how to adapt, and it took a lot of learning and figuring out systems and hiring people. And, like, we were doing... You know, we'd serve all these people and sell out like 8 o'clock at night, and then we'd be doing dishes for three hours because we never had a dishwasher before. We didn't know what a dishwasher was. We went from like three employees to about 38. Yeah. Right and now. It, and, and our so days we, were like 7 a.m. to midnight for the first probably three months until we started. That's when we finally started figuring out like what pieces we needed to put in place. So it's been a... It's been a uh, it's been a long road. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like that much time, but, you know, almost six years feel like, almost feels like 60, so. So where, uh, did, the, where did the dream for you guys to start a restaurant together, where did that, where did that start? We kind of threw it out there when we were in high school. Uh, at the time, there wasn't a lot of barbecue. Um, his brother-in-law used to work for uh, Emerald, and he was a fantastic chef. My uncle had a few restaurants, and I think we just both enjoyed food from, from like, a young age and kind of put it to the side. And then after college, there wasn't a whole lot going on for us, I guess. Moved out to uh, Colorado. We, lived, we did a stint in Vail, Colorado, and worked at a barbecue joint there. Really uh, kind of learned the, the ropes from, or at least the... We got, we got our feet wet over there. And then after about a, a year or two, we came back and decided we want to do our own thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty we, much it. We, uh, we, we had, like, we kind of scraped all the savings we had, and uh, we drove down to, like, Gulf Shores, Alabama and bought a pit. And we bought a pit, and we didn't know where we were going to bring it or what we were going to do with it. We were just going to cook on it and see what happened. And uh, we started cooking. I think the first thing we did, we, like, told a bunch of people like hey we're gonna be at you know it's x's house yeah like we're gonna be at our x's house we're gonna cook some pork and ribs and stuff give us like 15 bucks and we'll feed you and it wasn't very good but people came and then like shortly after that we found this bar that we frequented between those hours on one and six on friday and saturday quite a bit and they had a kitchen space and we moved a smoker in there and started rolling so um, your barbecue seems to cover a lot of ground in terms in terms of like a regional style, and whereas a lot of people that make barbecue are like very you know uh, not defensive, but they they hold dear their like specific place and style of making barbecue. But you guys you know have a lot of creativity, and you don't really hold yourself to one specific type. Why is that? I mean, kind of being in New Orleans, we never had a barbecue scene up until recently um we love to just try new things keep things funky and fresh and uh you know we do a lot of traveling to kind of see what we like and don't like and pick stuff up along the way um so i think that's probably where a lot of that comes from um you know we're we're able to try new things every single day have fun with it so i'd probably say that's that's the majority of where it comes from 
And we, we kind of, you know, every day you can expect the same things. Like we have staples, you know, we'll always have, uh, you know, chicken, uh, ribs, brisket, pork, uh, homemade sausage, kind of all the staples. We have some unique things that are, uh, like we do a Sichuan uh, crackling, which like the Sichuan, we do like a crackling, like kind of Acadiana, Louisiana crackling that's kind of meaty. It's like a, like a meaty skin on pork belly crouton. Um, and we do it like with a Sichuan rub, um, which is kind of inspired by a Danny Bowen in, in New York. And then we do like a Cool Ranch rub uh, on the Cracklins for another one. And that's kind of inspired by like late night drinking and, you know, finding what's in the, fr- like in the pantry late at night. You're holding on to that late night pop-up vibe. Yeah. yeah. So we have all those. And then we also like, we're always experimenting with like new sandwiches, like trying different proteins or smoking things that we haven't done before and just always trying to get better and stay fresh and unique and interesting so we can kind of always be relevant in the New Orleans kind of culinary world. And my last question for you is, um, in last year you won the Hogs for the Cause Grand Championship Trophy. Can you tell me what is Hogs for the Cause and, and what do they benefit? It's, uh, it's actually a fantastic event, um, which is going to be held this year, March 23rd and 24th. Uh, a couple guys, Renee and Becker from New Orleans. And Zandy. We love you, Zandy. And Zandy and William, everybody on the board. Uh, started, I think this is their 10th year in New Orleans, and it, it uh, benefits pediatric brain cancer. So we have, there's about over 90 teams that participate, a lot of local, but we also get a lot of guys from all over, uh, Fox Brothers from Atlanta, Aaron from home team here in Charleston. Um, we get people from all over. Anthony from Swig and Swine is coming down. I think this is the second year. Yeah, it's it's really a fantastic event. It's fun. It's a competition, but at the same time, everybody's there for the end goal, which is raising money for pediatric brain cancer. Um, one of the coolest things about it is you just get to meet so many people who who are passionate about barbecue, whether it's like a backyard guy. There's, I'd say majority of the teams are backyard cookers and just friends who put teams together. And, and then you get to meet all these big guys that have been doing it for so so much longer than we have. And we get to meet all these awesome people. And at the end of the day, it's all for the kids. And, and, and some of these people, Ray, like I think Fox Brothers and Aaron from home team raised over $100,000 last year. The Fox Brother guys do a lot. Yeah, yeah. those guys are incredibly impressive and, and Aaron's part of that group where they're just they're having these massive events throughout the year I think they'll do like you know half a dozen giant events and they'll raise like $50,000 like here yeah. and there and, and they're going to raise they're going to I think they're going to blow out what they did last year and there's another kind of power team that raised a quarter over a quarter million dollars last year um, and, and all together I think it's over a million bucks and it helps out a lot of families when they're dealing with like something terrible like pediatric brain cancer and it just kind of gives them a sense of relief uh dealing with such a hard thing so it's a really truly inspiring event and Uh, that's hogs for the cause and it's happening this month march 20th through 23rd 23rd and 24th they actually have every year the music lineup also gets way better awesome there's about 20 bands through uh throughout friday and saturday and i think the tickets are only like 40 bucks got great beer great people it's on the lake in new orleans um, and one of the coolest things about it is, is when they donate the money, they give 
they'll just give they won't give you like a gas stipend to these families who are like dealing with some of the worst possible tragedy you could deal with um they'll just give these families money and say hey do whatever you need to do you need to buy a hotel room here's some money you need to buy groceries yeah pay medical bills whatever it is and that's one of the cooler things about it um but we love doing it and we we welcome everybody that wants to come down it's a great weekend well best of luck this year too by the way thank you um, we're looking to repeat so everybody yeah. look at i mean to you anthony and you know, Aaron and Jonathan and Justin, y'all are all going down again this year, so look for it. <laughs> all right, very last question. Where can people find more about you online? BlueOakBBQ.com awesome. is our website. Uh, we have an incredible Instagram that is very well-fashioned uh, and curated. It's hilarious, by the way. Thank you. Yes, good job. Uh, and that's pretty much us. I think all our handles are Blue Oak BBQ. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, Phil, Phil Mosley and Ronnie Evans, thank you so much for joining me. Thank um, you. Check out Blue Oak Barbecue in New Orleans or New Orleans. N- New Orleans. Or that, no one says good? that. Don't say it. Or New Orleans. Just say New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> Got it. History lesson of the, the thank lesson you guys, of the day. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, I'm Kat Johnson for Heritage Radio Network. Um, we will be right back in just a couple minutes with um, another round of interviews from the Springer Mountain Fire Camp Springer Mountain Farms Campfire. <laughs>